Hello, and welcome to another edition of Cybersecurity Chronicles. So I'm joined once again by Stanley Lee and Sean Mahoney from NetSwitch. So hey, Sean, would you like to tell us a little bit about the topic for today's podcast episode, as it's your idea, and I think it's a great topic. <laughs> well, let's not name, that, name the show that one, uh, your <laughs> idea. Um, so I wanted to just chat a little bit about uh, cyber insurance today. Um, it's a question I'm starting to get from uh, business owners, and it uh, they're asking about what is it, what's the value to it. So you know, what is it? Well, that's a good question. It's the unfortunately, it's not like other standard insurance policies that p- companies and people are used to dealing with: auto insurance, home insurance, fire insurance. You may have a general liability. Uh, for your business, things like that. And the problem is that there's not enough actuarial data over history to make a lot of value for cyber insurance companies or insurance companies to provide cyber insurance policies. And so they're offering these things to businesses and businesses don't really understand. And, you know, I go back to before I was with NetSwitch and the business I was with, the insurance company offered me a cyber insurance and data policy, and I thought, why? Why do I need this? I don't. I don't. I'm not going to spend the money unless I need the insurance for this. And they were never really able to explain to me why it was beneficial to me and my business to have such a policy. If I knew then what I know now about cyber insurance, information security, and cyber insurance overall, I'd have been like done. Because it wasn't particularly expensive um, for what it could potentially do. And so there are a few uh, few types of cyber insurance available to companies. And, uh, you know, like many things, the, the devil's in the details. It's in the small print to really clearly understand what you're buying and what you're getting into. So there's a regulatory defense and penalties type of policy. and you know, pretty self-explanatory. That's going to give you uh, coverage for any potential data breach in the the legal fees, uh, the fines that are associated with that, penalties that may be associated with it. Anything related to some regulatory action against your company uh, is going to be covered with this. And this is a growing area for many businesses to be concerned about uh, as there's now about 15 states across the United States that are, have different laws that are being enacted. The most widely known are New York's Financial uh, Information Security Act and then California's uh, Privacy Act. There's a growing number of states that are dealing with these things. And so we're going to end up, as we've talked about before, we're we're potentially looking at 15 different or 50 different laws across the country that may have some regulatory penalty for violations of of various types, whether it's personal data, um, it's breach data, it's whatever it is. There's also information information security and privacy. So that's protection against claims as a result of breaches and damages for violations of privacy laws. Again, going back to California. There's business interruption. Now, a lot of people understand business interruption because there are other factors in a business life that will interrupt your business. And so you may have a business interruption policy. There's There should be a uh, sub-policy to that for cyber incident that may cause business interruption. 
there's also a media liability and that's going to be uh, you know with all of us being online now and publishing things online that there's uh, a liability uh, for any infringement upon trademarks copyrights things like that and uh, with all the communication online there's cyber extortion which is, is going to pay the ransom the ransom negotiation and they can the insurance company can also help ensure that you're not going to fall a foul of OFAC and their regulations about paying foreign entities that are enemies to the United States and could get your business into, into trouble. We've talked about that on previous shows. And then there's remediation services. And that's going to cover pretty much all of the, all of the costs uh, associated with recovering from a data breach, including forensic investigation, any legal fees. Some companies may need a breach coach to help navigate the waters and how are they going to deal with regulatory agencies, investors, uh, media, social media, what, what's going to happen and how they're going to manage the entire, not only just handle the, the incident itself, but the recovery from the incident and dealing with the aftermath and any of the legal fees associated with all that. So, you know, but why do I need all this? Well, if you're doing business, any business electronically, you run the risk of having a breach, a ransomware attack, or just you know malware getting into your network and causing a problem. Could cause an incident that uh, releases data, could make you vulnerable to a, an attack at a later time, or it's just going to interrupt your business and make life miserable for you while it's just running havoc, causing it's just mayhem in your network. So the ability to have a cyber insurance to handle that accident that's now in your network, it's a good thing to have. Again, it's not terribly expensive, but there's a cost to having someone come in and clean that up. Just like if you have a flood in your business, you got to call somebody to come clean up the flood. Um, so is it expensive? Well, that depends on what you want to get covered, the size of your business, the revenue of your business, and, and quite honestly, the potentiality of your business having a cyber incident because of the nature of the industry you're in. Cyber insurance for medical or hospital healthcare companies is going to be higher than a trucking company. Um, you know, so it, you got to take all those different things into account. The type of insurance, the, the level of coverage you want, just like other types of insurance, you want to understand all those little details. And the problems are on both sides. Companies don't understand why they need cyber insurance, and they really should get it. But insurance companies don't really truly understand the actuarial data to value the premiums that they're charging companies. So cyber insurance companies right now really do like it because they're making quite a bit of money. Their shareholders like it because it's a good margin uh, insurance policy to be handing out. And the reasons are not only that they're, they're able to charge more because they want to cover what they don't know, but also because companies don't file claims for fear of being exposed for having had an incident in their environment. They want to keep it closed. They're embarrassed by it. They run potential risks to their business if people found out about it. And so that's one thing. So it, as 
companies, insurance companies are making money on this. Companies are buying it because they think they need to have it, but they don't truly understand what they have. They're afraid to act on it. They, nobody would think twice about acting on a fire policy if they had a fire in their building. Or that nobody thinks, they may think twice on their car insurance if they have a car accident because of the deductible they have. But people need to take cyber insurance, you know, serious like they do other policies. Don't be afraid to act, to act on it. You have it for a reason. And all of these things are coming into play on, a, on several different levels. The number of incidents is progressing. And it isn't always just about people actively hacking or doing ransomware. There are still those that just do things to cause problems, that just want to be malicious and, uh, and, and hit companies with that kind of stuff. So you want to be protective of your company. And I'm not trying to say that you always have to be afraid of these things. But you want to be able to have something in place to protect your company in the in case something happens. The other part is the number of laws that are coming into effect here. If you do business in these states, they're starting to put these laws into effect. If you do any business in New York, you need to comply with that state. If you do any business in California, you need to comply with that state. Even if I'm in Kansas and I do business in California, I need to comply with that law in California. And so... Now there's a growing understanding of the, the need for governance within companies and their GRCs and understanding the risks. And so these companies are now starting to take it seriously of going, okay, we, need, we have these rules and policies in place for our company. We need to operate at a certain standard. We need to have a cyber insurance policy to cover any incidents. And but how do we how do we make sure we're doing this properly? And are we getting the best value of our insurance? Are we paying the lowest premiums possible? And it's the ability of these companies to have the policies and procedures on the non-technical side of how their business should operate and correlate those to the critical security controls on the technical side, the how to protect the company. Um, that companies that are able to understand their level of preparedness for a cyber incident and can demonstrate to the insurance company that they are a low risk because they do these things will bring their premiums down or reduce their risk and also demonstrate to the insurance company that there are companies out there that are capable of doing these things. That leads to, hey, why aren't you guys doing what they're doing? You're in the same industry. Still, at the core of this, companies are have a difficult time putting a value on the data they have. They know they have data. They know there's value to it. But they have difficulty putting a dollar of value to an intangible asset. My widgets over here are going to cost in the market this. It costs me this to replace it. It costs me this to go buy new. But when it's data that's ethereal, essentially, in a network, it's difficult to put a value on it. And so there need to be tools to assist the C-suite and management to evaluate what data they have. And there are ways to put a dollar value on that in the 
in the event of a breach. This segment of data, if we had a breach and this data was exposed or stolen, would cost our business X dollars and to justify that valuation. So it's the crown jewel, so to speak. Insurance companies have a difficult ability to look at a company and value those crown jewels. Companies have a difficulty in looking at the crown jewels and saying they're worth this and justifying it. So there is a need to find a way to bridge that gap between the insurance carrier and the covered company in agreeing on a valuation of that intangible asset. And so I think that's really sort of the next the next big thing within cyber insurance is covering that. The companies themselves are starting to take an approach that companies that they're going to cover with this cyber insurance policy really should have some basic level of information security and cyber practice, good cyber hygiene. And they're starting to take that more seriously with anybody that's asking them about this type of coverage. And that's one of the things that we do quite often with these small to mid-sized businesses is help them understand basic cyber hygiene and helping them manage that. And if we can do that, then they're in a pretty good place to be a low risk to the insurance carrier, lower their premiums, and just have a general um, peace of mind, so to speak, that they have lowered their risk of having some sort of incident. But cyber insurance is a good value to businesses if they do it properly. It is a good thing to have in the case of an incident when everything else is going crazy around you. You want to be able to make sure that your business is covered, that you have some sort of financial coverage to recover from the incident. And, you know, we've added cyber insurance to all of our services that we do from NetSwitch. When you, you know, work with us, we have that in just in case what we show you that we are capable of doing and how we do it on a monthly basis. If that isn't quite enough to give you some sort of peace of mind that we do what we say we're going to do, we have an insurance policy to back that up. And there's an incident remediation team ready to go with that cyber insurance policy that is outside of us. It's, and you know, it's that peace of mind that in case the guys are supposed to be protecting your business, don't do the job they said they're going to do. Somebody else is already there ready to go to tell you how to clean it up. And it may be us, it may be somebody else, but um, it's that peace of mind that companies are looking for. So, well, thanks, Sean. That was a very comprehensive <laughs> overview. You can take, you can draw breath now. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> so before I, I, I've got something I wanted to add, but Stanley, was there anything you wanted to say? Um, so, we. Top no, of your it's mind. Us, usually is the fear, you know, in, in, in comparative 30 years ago in the life insurance business as well, you know, life insurance was, it's like, well, do I ever get the benefit or do my fam, does my family ever get the benefit, right? There's the doubt in their head. It's a similar type of uh, situation now. I, I look at this whole cyber insurance. Yeah, even I have doubt in the beginning whether they're going to actually pay or like Sean is saying, you know, all the fine prints, am I going to miss those fine prints that I'm not going to get paid? But, you know, more and more we study into it and getting into it, it it's just an, just another thing that we should have as a business owner. 
that put the peace of mind into place and let other company to worry about it later and people will overcome that fear in time is it's going to prove itself um, over time just because you have the cyber insurance doesn't mean they're going to cover you if you are not doing the basic minimum to help protect yourself there are loopholes for these insurance companies to not pay out and that's one of the things that stanley was saying or, you know is my family going to get taken care of if i make a claim on this well that's their out if you don't do the basic things if you drive high speed all the time and get into a bunch of wrecks, the insurance company is not going to cover you. So if you don't do the basic things to take care of yourself, of your business, to do things the right way, the cyber insurance is not going to pay out. It has to work in tandem. You can't fully protect your business with a cybersecurity program. You do the best you can and insurance is there to cover when accidents happen. But you can't just say, I've got insurance policy, we're good to go, and just ran antivirus. That's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Uh, that's, a, that's an important point. And, and I was just thinking, because obviously we've talked a lot about compliance. You mentioned yeah. regulatory compliance insurance as one of the first types of insurance that, that is, is relevant here. I'm thinking of the increasing pressure on regulatory compliance on yeah. businesses in general how long before you think there's going to be mandatory insurance for contractors subcontractors um, especially bidding on dod um contracts with, with cmc cmmc yeah i can't see it being too far behind because you know the insurance policies will typically cover your own network and not cloud providers or third-party vendors that may impact your business uh if they have an incident and so as the increasing demand for demonstration of compliance to a cybersecurity standard, uh, whatever that is, um, it, it's going to grow along with having cyber insurance. And is that going to now start to extend in that my cyber insurance policy covers to some extent those that my incident may damage their networks? And I want to know, I want to be sure that if I'm going to do business with you and you damage my network, you have a policy that covers my business. And I could see that starting to happen. That supply chain of connected parties, um, you know, your insurance company is going to go after their insurance company. The businesses don't have to deal with it. Just like car accidents, you hit me, I don't deal with you. My insurance company deals with your insurance company. So. James, to answer your question, is already happening in my insurance policy, in our company insurance policy. We have to pay extra premium to be just because of the business that we are in. Right, right. Yep, makes sense. Well, um, thank you both, gentlemen. I think that was a very important topic, well, one that's not talked about anywhere near enough. Yeah. I think, um, which is the point you made at the beginning, and and you said you you have more you're having more conversations with clients now about. Yeah, they're trying to ask me if it's correct? if it's of any value uh, overall, uh, primarily because we offer it in our services. And they're like, well, what's you know, why do I need that? And so I charge to explain it to them, and you know, just still, insurance companies aren't capable of fully explaining or they don't know how to explain, or the businesses just, they just assume businesses understand what they're talking about. And so, you know, it's another one of those that just needed a common language, needed to have a basic conversation about it, just understand the general idea of what it is, is important. 
When besides that, we provide that into our subscription service with our managed services, you know, and of course that we try to do that as much as we can. But as the cost of cyber insurance might go up, we don't know whether we can do this forever as well. So this is the, I think this is the time that is starting in transitioning when the cyber insurance companies start charging and charging more because of the regulation is going to have a demand on it. At that point, we don't think we can even cover our clients anymore. They have to pay for themselves directly. But until then, we can still offer as part of our you know, free service as you, you quote unquote free service because we bundle that into our managed service at this point. And we can make sure that the hygiene has been done properly to and to fight with them for the insurance company if it gets to that point. So Right, right. So Sean, just tell people where they where they need to go if they want to find out more about your services, which includes cyber cybersecurity. They can insurance. find us at netswitch.net. Wonderful. Well, thank you both, gentlemen. That was a great conversation. Uh, I look forward to the great. next Thanks, one. James. Thanks, Thanks James. Thank you. Take Bye, care. Bye, guys.